the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. When we first moved to LaGrange five years ago, we had a neighbor who lived in the house across the street from us. I will call her Gloria to protect her privacy. I do not know much about Gloria's story. I only had occasion to speak with her a handful of times. But when she moved in, people in the neighborhood came up to us and spoke to us in hushed tones about Gloria. She's not all there, the polite ones would say. She's crazy, the blunt ones would say. Her home was very run down. She didn't have any curtains or blinds on her windows, so it was clear that there was almost nothing inside of her home. It quickly became clear that Gloria suffered from a severe mental illness, perhaps some form of schizophrenia, I don't know. And she was quiet. She stuck to herself most of the time, but there were times when we could hear her loudly yelling at people who weren't there from across the street. Once, when Origen was very young, she yelled something at him from across the street, and he got very frightened and rushed inside, crying. All of this is to say that I felt on edge about Gloria when we first moved in. Then something interesting began to happen. From time to time, the doorbell would ring at our house. And when we came to answer the door, no one would be there, but there would be certain things that would have been left there. A brand new children's toy, a doggy chew left for our little dog, Eli. Or, on one occasion, a box of chocolates with a note that read, For my neighbors. This happened most often around Christmas time, and it became clear that all the neighbors around us were getting these little presents on, on their doorsteps too, and so one by one we each brought a present to Gloria's door, and we would ring her doorbell and no one would ever answer, but we saw that the gifts were picked up. I then began to hear reports that she would come to Second Chance with a carload full of brand new merchandise which she had purchased at Walmart and then taken directly to Second Chance to donate. And then came the clincher. Just about two years ago, shortly after Hurricane Harvey, a large package arrived in our mailbox. It had clearly gone through the mail. It was big. It was one of those big kind of bubble-wrapped mailers. And I opened it, and inside it contained over $1,000 worth of gift cards with no note of explanation, 
save that it had come from her. But I knew exactly what she intended for me to use them for. Here was someone who had a hard time caring for herself. Someone who clearly struggled on a daily basis to find peace and stability in her own life. And yet she was spending over a thousand dollars on gift cards for others. I immediately took them to Second Chance. At that time, we were operating the Disaster Relief Center there, and I began to distribute the gift cards to flood survivors there. And it took over a month to give them all away. Many of you actually were with me when we held the dinner at the VA hall for the Harvey survivors around Christmas time. And one of you, I can't remember who it was, had the brilliant idea of placing the gift cards inside of a stocking. And as people uh, came in, uh, the, 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 the flood survivors would draw one out randomly, kind of like a door prize as they were coming in to get the meal that you all had prepared for them. And there was a lot of joy that night in the VA hall. Um, and right around Christmas time, these gift cards from my neighbor, no doubt, meant a great deal to these exhausted hurricane survivors who were just trying to get back on their feet and enjoy a little Christmas cheer in spite of their conditions. All of a sudden, in the midst of this, something happened within me. This woman who I feared who I had feelings of apprehension about, who lived across the street from me, became an angel to these flood survivors in their time of need. Today, in our lesson from the Epistle to the Hebrews, we hear the words, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing that, some have entertained angels without knowing it. In this case, Gloria was the angel in disguise, and it was she who showed hospitality to strangers. Jesus is clear with us this morning in his gospel. We are, as his followers, are meant to offer hospitality to those who cannot care for themselves, those who cannot repay us. We are to freely give to those in need expecting nothing in return. This is how we receive the reward of the righteous. And this is the very nature of grace itself and the act of offering hospitality to someone who is unable to pay us back. All of a sudden, we begin to understand and in fact even enter into the great mystery of God's grace that God freely bestowed upon us the gift of salvation through His Son, that God ransomed us and set us free from every bond because of His pure love for us, and that there was nothing that we did or ever could do which could ever earn that love, but rather it was freely given. And Jesus says that we are to mirror this grace in our own lives. He says, when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. 
and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you. For you will be repaid of the resurrection of the righteous. The great joy that we feel when we perform an act of kindness for another is a foretaste of that perfect joy that we will experience when we share in Christ's resurrection. Jesus tells us today that his followers are supposed to offer hospitality to strangers. For in offering this hospitality, we might be entertaining angels or even Christ himself. And Jesus' followers are supposed to sit at the lowest place at the banquet table, not assuming that we are the guest of honor, but rather offering the place of honor to others. My neighbor Gloria has since moved away. She fixed up her home beautifully. And she moved away quietly without saying a goodbye. And I've wondered in the last year or so where she is now. And I pray for her and think of her often. Gloria's grace and hospitality made an impact on my heart. It made me realize that most of what we assume about other people is wrong. None of us can know the true heart of our fellow human being. And that God's purposes are often served through the most unlikely of his servants. My assignment for us this week, or in the words of Mission Impossible, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is that as you go about your business this week, you would find a way to give a gift to someone who has no means of paying you back. As you do so, think about the way in which everything we have, everything we are, all that we are destined to become, is only through the grace of our Lord Jesus. And there is no way that any of us can pay Him back for what He has done for us, and His living for us, and His dying for us, for His rising for us. As we seek to follow the example of our Lord, let us find ways to emulate this grace and to bestow His grace and His blessings upon those that we encounter. Amen.